Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 261. It's your boy, Celeb, back again, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Bolts. What's up, bro? What's going on, How bro? is everything going? Man, everything's going. It's going. Everything's going. Dunder and Mifflin Paper Company. That's it. I love that shirt, bro. <laughs> man, I, I, we stopped by a... Uh, uh, there, there were some shirts I was seeing online. Stop by. I, I saw online. Yeah. Um. I think it was at. Um. I think it was at Think Geek or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. And they had the uh, the Schuster Beat Company shirt and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. One so bad. Oh my god. Shrewd Beats. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> think about that that episode with Jim, and and uh, <laughs> Jim. He's like he's dressed up like. Um, oh my god. What is his name? Dwight. Dwight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's dressed up like Dwight. He's like, bears, beats, bears eat beats. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> but anyways, I'm joined by Bolts, and uh, we're going to go ahead and jump down into this episode. We do apologize about uh, the different placement on the day. Uh, things have just been a little crazy, and we've all been working a lot. We've had a lot of stuff going on. Um but we'll be back on our regular schedule this coming up week, um, and we're going to be talking soon uh, more about E3. We're getting our E3 schedule lined out. Bolts is very excited about it, um, especially with some stuff we're going to be talking about in this episode. So on this episode, we will be talking about Borderlands 3, Mortal Kombat, Days Gone, Earthworm Jim, Sonic, and a lot of other stuff like sci-fi porn games yeah i saw that i was somewhat intrigued (laughs) this is the episode this is episode 261 (laughs) of the second opinion podcast we're glad you joined us and let's get into it You're listening to the Second Opinion Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Gaming is our passion. Podcasting is our profession. Check us out at Cineleaks.com. All right, guys. So as I said, we got a pretty awesome show for you today. Um, very excited. So let's go ahead and jump down into it. What have you been drinking? What have you been gaming? Bolt, what you been drinking and what you been gaming? Um, I have had a lot. A lot. A lot. Of um, that good stuff called vodka the past month yeah. and a half. I have probably down about four bottles and you know what size bottles I yeah have. yeah so um i've had a lot of vodka you know, whatever i want to put in it you okay. know cranberry juice oj a little red bull a little monster yeah you know whatever um as far as <laughs> gaming goes dude i haven't game shit the other I, I even got up this morning and was trying to play mlb the show man i was not into it yeah i was uh i even uh i started playing a little bit more of borderlands 2 was not into it I just right, right now my my gaming is down. Yeah, and I don't. You've been a little stressed. You that's, have work exactly and all that, is. so, so. Um, I can understand. But me, uh, drinking wise, I'm actually down in a Dogfish Head Fresh 
and Blood IPA. Uh, it's been a while since I've had one of these, but of course, every once in a while, uh, the benefit of working where I work, they do a pretty big discount, and there was a 12-pack of these marked down to 5 bucks, and then I also got um, some Stone Brewery's um, beer as well. Um, now, this one is a really good beer. It has um, It is brewed with orange peel, lemon flesh, and blood orange juice. Um, and I just really, really like this beer. I, I, I really liked it in the bottle, but they had it in the cans. So I wanted to get down on this fresh and blood IPA by Dogfish Head. So definitely make sure to check it out. Um, Gaming-wise, good reminder who won the console wars to <laughs> note <laughs> Sega. <laughs> We're going to be talking about some Sega stuff here in a bit, especially with Sonic. Um, but gaming-wise, uh, I've been playing Mortal Kombat. I've um, played everything. been playing everything. Uh, Mortal Kombat, been playing some Days Gone, um, and I've just really been enjoying my time with a lot of stuff, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a minute. So real quick, I want to give big shout-outs to us for being consistent. As always, pat on the back. Big pat on the back to Second Opinion Productions. He was actually slapping my was, dick, y'all. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, like, and, of doing? course... Big shout-outs to Centilinks.com, as always, for being amazing and uh, doing what they do for us. You know, they're pretty all right. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all right. You know, check us out, Centilinks.com. Um, but um, also big shout-outs to Real Outreach. <laughs> Matt and George are going to call me, what the fuck did you say about us? <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Matt's like, watch your math. <laughs> You're going to die, clown. <laughs> um, also, make sure to head on over to realoutreach.com and check out the great, um, great stuff that is done there. It is a charity run by Cinelinks.com. Uh, we take underprivileged kids, uh, get them out of the horrible situation that they are for at least one day, take them to the movies, try to make them feel as normal as possible. You can donate right over at realoutreach.com, however much you'd like, or you can wait for specific events. We have one coming up that was a private event. Actually, I think it may have already happened last night or it's happening in the next day or so. It's for Detective Pikachu. Um, so head on over to realoutreach.com. Check out the content we have there. Um, and if you get a chance to donate, then go right ahead and donate. You'll be helping a good cause. So video games coming soon. We got Rage 2 coming out for PS4, Xbox One, PC, May 14th. That's like a week away, bro. Yep. It's so freaking crazy. Rage 2 is right around the corner. You know I'm excited about it. Hopefully we'll be able to do a review for that title. Um, and then, I mean, big big game right here, bro. Team Sonic Racing. <laughs> so are we going to use the modern day movie graphics? Yes. It's going to be the movie Sonic. <laughs> this thing is going to sell, sell, sell. You have no idea. Um, it's coming out to PS4, Xbox One. PC and Switch on May twenty first, and, and, and Sega Genesis, and Sega Genesis. <laughs> it's a retro version of the game. Um, and then on PC, May twenty third, we got Total War Three Kingdoms. I used to play the Total War games all the time, bro. I like Rome it. Total War, yeah, I, I loved it. it. It's fucking amazing. Um, all right, so real quick, we're gonna talk about Days Gone. So I have been playing Days Gone recently, a good chunk, and. Um, I've had mixed feelings on the game. So, good feelings and bad feelings. It's really weird. Um, I uh, What's crazy about Days Gone is I think that 
I think that Days Gone is a beautiful game. I think that Days Gone is probably one of the best-looking games on the PS4 platform. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, it is an amazingly breathtaking title. Um, but what's also great about it is, um, I think, is the combat and the overall like traversal survival system. Like, I love the fact that you could be riding through the game being chased down this actually happened to me i was being chased by a pretty large horde of about 20 or 30 uh freakers um and i know i think it was about 20 of them i was being chased by them i'm i'm riding i'm not even paying attention my bike runs out of gas and i jump off the bike i take off running i jump in into the back of a truck that's right there in front of me and just out of coincidence there's a gas can in the back of the truck. So I'm kind of tripping out. I'm like, holy shit, there's a gas can. I could just put it in my bike, but I'm like, that's not going to happen. So I chunk the gas can out there. I shoot the gas can. It blows up. It kills a good percentage of the freakers. So I was able to, I actually, just out of coincidence, I ran to the other side of the town and I found another gas can um, after I took out at least a chunk of them. I think there was probably like seven of them left. So I was able to get enough quick leverage of like putting building my gas can up to or my gas tank on my bike to like it was like 48 percent and then i just took off because before it was just zero you know if you had the crossbow then you could have killed them all (laughs) (laughs) i have the crossbow okay oh and it doesn't work well you didn't channel your your inner daryl dixon over there i didn't i'm a biker with the crossbow (laughs) watch out man um but it's a strange thing so like I think I had the same feeling. I don't know if you had this feeling or not with Star Wars The Force Unleashed. But was there something off about Star Wars The Force Unleashed to you? Like Not the first one. The no, like, the, I mean, the, the game story and everything was great. But, like, the guy's name is, like, Sam Withers or something like that. Mm-hmm. The, the actor. Was there something about him that ever just kind of, like, bothered you? Honestly, I, 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 me sitting here thinking about it, I don't think so. With me, I don't know why. There's something. I think in this game, like in the first one, I, I think I'm getting it confused with the second one because the second one was just a train wreck. Like I did not like the second Star Wars Force Unleashed oh, game no, at all. Nobody did. Um, <clears throat> but I think with this game, there's a lot of times that it's like completely overacted. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think it's his fault. I think it's maybe the the dialogue that's written for him because, you know, he'll like walk up. Sometimes he's like, like, OK, I killed a, a camp of uh, like a bandit camp. OK, I go in completely knock out this bandit camp. I kill the last guy. I turn around and go over there to like pick up scrap. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You thought you were going to fucking get away with that, huh? And you didn't. And then it just stops. And I'm like, what the fuck was that, you psychopath? Like, <laughs> I heard a couple other people talk about this. And it's like, you have a disconnect with with Deacon St. John's. Because it's like, you know, he has those moments in the story so far that it's redeeming moments. And he kind of seems like he's starting to be a nicer guy. But he's still just fucking psycho murderer. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, you think about, too, it's just like Joel in The Last of Us. I mean... Okay, cool. He redeemed himself and he saved some chick. But he's a fucking murderer, bro. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Even if those guys were horrible guys, like he killed hundreds of fucking people. 
So it's the same thing with this. Um, and I actually, I'm taking note from this with, with like What's Good Games podcast. Shout outs to them. I'll listen to their podcast every week. Good friends with uh, Brittany and, and Andrea. And um, I don't really know Steimer that much. But, um, I, you know, I heard them say this. And it really made me start thinking about the way that I'm playing the game. Because before I was like, okay, well, I'm doing this bad shit. But, like, eventually I'm going to redeem myself. But just the way he is, like, he has this... He has, you know, this thing about him to where he doesn't fucking kill women. Like, that's his code to where he doesn't kill women no matter what. But in the game, throughout the gameplay, if you, like, go and take on a camp, you literally, there's, like, there's tons of fucking women that you murder. You know, for real, like, you'll sneak up behind them, snap their fucking neck, or you stab a knife in the side of their throat or whatever else. But, you know, he's still got that code that, like, unless they shoot him, he's not going to shoot them. It's it's such a weird feeling for this game. Because, like I said, on the one part, it is a fucking breathtaking game, bro. I mean, for real. I don't know if you've seen some of the photos and stuff that I've been posting on social media probably not but i mean bro it is breathtaking like the graphics and the attention to detail and shit in this game unbelievable dude like it is really something i think it is something special that even if it has its inconsistencies i think it is something that any playstation fan should buy but should buy at a smaller price you know i i think that it is a great game but to be honest with you like even bro, even though it had the reviews that it did, it's still on the top charts in the UK. Yeah, like it was the number one selling game in the UK for like the first first week to two weeks of it being out. <coughs> but I just think that it would be a a more man. I hate selling it like that because I think it would be a more enjoyable experience if you were to buy it at like forty nine bucks. You know what I'm saying? I can understand that. Um, cause I bought the, the 64 or however much, you right. know, the $60 version of the game. And I mean, even though I'm enjoying it, like the grind and all that stuff, I don't have a problem with that. It's, I've seen some people that, that really have an issue of driving back and forth. I got used to that shit with fucking Red Dead Redemption too. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was, you know, yeah. the fucking grind of like getting on that fucking horse and riding halfway across the map. This map isn't even half the size, yep. so it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and plus, you're on a fucking motorcycle. Um, but um, I, I just think that there's there's something about it that is holding it back. And I think it's maybe possibly because it's too much of the same thing. And it's like what Boltz has talked about before. It's not even the aspect of Daryl Dixon. I think it's the the per, what I'm how I'm looking at it is a lot of the mechanics in the game. It's the same mechanics that I played with in The Last of Us. I mean, for real, like on the go wheel that you can use by holding down the L1 and you can make Molotov cocktails after you upgrade your character to an extent. You like make them on the go. Like if you picked up enough stuff, you can just make them on the go. Well, that's something that's one of the biggest things in this game is that you can go to the wheel and make Molotov cocktails or you can make bandages. So it's hard for me not to like constantly line up the the consistent similarities with this game compared to the last of us. You know what I'm saying? And yes, it's not a zombie game. I understand that y'all are pushing it like that. That's fine. I think that Ben studios should be commended for the job that they did with this game. But I am going to be honest and say, this isn't, I don't think this is a blockbuster. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like this is a good game, Yeah. but it's not like, 
blow it's it not out like, of the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I appreciate it for what it is, and I'm going to play it from from start to finish, and I'm sure I'll enjoy my time. But you know, I just there's something about it that is just holding me back from enjoying it, and I really do think it's just the the similarities of of other games that have come before it. You know what I'm saying? That's the way it is, man. And you know that kind of is the same feeling with like games like you know Call of Duty. I mean. I'm excited for the next Call of Duty, which we're going to talk about later. But it's hard for you to kind of get into that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the same fucking shit every year, every year. So, you know, games like God of War, you know, they, even though it's similar, it completely changed the series. So then you think about games like games like that are coming up. Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding. You know, those games are super different and seem to have a very unique gameplay style, unique look, unique mechanics, um, you know, and I'm fucking super excited for that, as I was with Days Gone. Um, I'm playing Days Gone. I'm enjoying it. But as I said, it it is a B at best. There you go. So. Anyways, <laughs> sorry about the cough, guys. I'm still trying to get over this shit. Um, but real quick, I'm going to talk about my Mortal Kombat score. Um, and I'm not really going to go in-depth on the review or anything like that. But I have officially finished my review for Mortal Kombat 11. Posted it up on the 1st of May. The game came out on the 23rd. Uh, went through and played the, the campaign, Online, Towers, of Crypt, and more. Um as I said at the top, it's very hard to believe that Mortal Kombat has been out for 27 years. I've been playing this series since I was five years old, and the series has become better every year with new additions, characters, and more. Today, we're here to review Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> um, but I also said that this is by far one of the best Mortal Kombat games that I've played in some time. Um, one of the coolest things about it was the custom variation mode. Uh, they had a custom variation mode um, it, well, you actually couldn't customize your variations in X, in X. You can only, you know, basically kind of go through some of the stuff that they had. But in this one, it is a full-on custom variation and gear mode to where it's kind of a merger of X and Injustice 2's systems. And I really love it, man, because the way you set up your abilities with your gears and also, like, your intros, your, um, your you know, victory scenes, uh costumes colors everything if you play online against somebody and you have the same character there's a very big possibility you're going to be feeling like you're playing against a different character even though you'll have some of the same move sets as some of those other characters you'll also you'll you'll have your own touch to that character so i think it's a really cool fucking system dude i'm super excited for the dlc characters of course you know shang sung who is played by carrie tagwa i always say his name wrong but he was the original actor who played, uh, uh, he was the original actor that played Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie. Um, and I was like super fanboyed the other day. I tweeted out about the, um, tweeted out about the crypt, how awesome it was to hear Shang Tsung's voice. And he fucking retweeted me. I was like, <laughs> Shang Tsung's got my soul. <laughs> Your soul is mine. Your soul is mine. Um, so, 
overall, I've really enjoyed my time with it. Um, as I said at the, uh, the the very bottom of our view, I said my time in Mortal Kombat 11 is something really special. I don't plan on putting the game down for some time. Not only did this game deliver on an amazing fighting experience, breathtaking story mode, and crazy updated crypt, they did right by the fans and fixed the game's issues very quickly. NetherRealm Studios turned Mortal Kombat 11 into one of the best fighting games I've ever played and a shoe-in for a Game of the Year contender. We can't wait for the DLC characters coming soon, and I want to thank NetherRealm Studios for giving us a chance to review this title. Check back soon for more news on Mortal Kombat 11. And I gave the game a 4.9 out of 5. So, um, Bolts hasn't really had a chance to play this game much with me. Hopefully, we'll be able to play it sometime soon. But from what you've seen online, do you think you know possibly that's a that's a fair score? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. hands down. If, if a four and a half to five should be the range where it yeah. goes. So yeah, yeah. I've really, honestly, I've just loved my time with the game, um, and hopefully, I'll have my video up, uh, video review up soon, and I'll try to share as much gameplay as possible in the next. Uh, coming weeks, coming up upon, uh, you know, that big event that we're going to, E3. What's that again? That's something, I don't know. Something that we're being forced to go to by Cinelinks. I mean, they're the overlords of Cinelinks. Uh, anyways. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to hand the mic over to my boy, Bolts. Give that little soapbox to my dude. Um, so it has been officially showcased, my bro, um, the awesome and crazy gameplay that is Borderlands 3. At a recent event, Gearbox showcased the world premiere gameplay of the game, um, and it looks fucking fantastic. So, Bolts, what do you think about it, man? Um, I can think that it can't get here soon enough for, for sure. Um, Borderlands is one of, is 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 by far one of my top you know FSP RPG games of, mm-hmm. of, of of all time. It's 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 got everything you want. It's got bang for your book. It's got all the all all the guts, all the glamour. Um, e- e- even the story from the first one to the second one to the pre sequel is really really good. Yeah. I'm really really excited to see where they're gonna go as far as the storyline in this one. Um, but you know, watching the gameplay. I've, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited, man. Um, it, it, it brings everything that you love. It brings all these new things that you're going to enjoy. You know, anywhere from alternate fire modes for each of the weapons. Um, you'll be able to, you know, you, you can degrade degrade the cover that, you know, the enemies are behind it. So you can destroy oh, that shit. Oh, it's destructible fucking covers? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh. Um, you'll have the ability to uh, to be revi- to be revived by an AI companion if you if you have the right stuff going on. You know, there's just there's so much that is gonna be offered in this game, and that's exactly what you expect from a Borderlands game. Yeah. You know, there's there's gonna be so much, so high octane, so many weapons, so many different weapons, um, and it's just they're gonna be wacky weapons, man. There's there, there's some, there's some weapons that they showed were just were just freaking bizarre. And Isn't there a there's a weapon I saw the other day that showcased um, on it was like a Twitch streamer that was playing with it or whatever and it shoots cheeseburgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> what the fuck? that's say <laughs> like some scooter would make. You yeah. Know? Um, and you know, of course, you know they've 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 got a ton of of new vehicles that you'll be able to take and, and drive and um, you, it, I, I st- it still looks like you'll be able to piece you know what you want to together to make these vehicles so that's going to be really really cool i'm, yeah. I'm just really excited the, the gameplay reveal 
was everything I thought it would be and much, much, much more. And I'm just really excited. That is so crazy, bro. Um, I, I keep thinking about that cheeseburger weapon. Um, so, yeah, just like Bolt said, they showcased a lot of stuff. They had their own personal event. They showcased the skill trees. Um, they showcased a lot of the different uh, you know abilities. Um, and I found out that one of the new characters' name is Amara. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me definitely want to buy the game now. So, um, as you guys know, I'm not somebody that really plays... Oh God! Borderlands has has really played a lot of Borderlands, so um, I'm hoping that when this game comes out, me and Bolts are going to be able to play it together. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited about it. I hope we're able to check this game out uh, at E3 um, 2019. Hopefully, we'll be able to set something up, and my boy Bolts, at least my boy Bolts, will be able to uh, you know play the game. So I know he is head over heels excited it looks fantastic the gameplay looks super smooth super new fresh it's better than the new fresh hotness glorious glorious what is that bobby bobby rude or yeah. what is it now robbie rude or <laughs> oh, don't get me started all right so we're gonna move down into our main topics for tonight um it is may the 5th as of revenge of the 5th um, so we did not, we weren't able to record this on the fourth, but to celebrate the fourth later on in the show, um, we're, or to just celebrate star Wars, we're going to list our top five star Wars games of all time. Um, but I don't think we've done that. Actually, I mm-hmm. found out that there was an early episode that you and me and TJ did. And we did talk about our top five or top 10 fighting games, Yeah. but you know, I, I'm pretty sure our list were different. So <laughs> it's whatever. Um, so, it has been officially announced that the Sonic movie director vows to fix the Sonic the Hedgehog movie design of the main character. That's that's all that needs to be said right there. We'll leave it in your hand. You better do a fucking good job. <laughs> and it's because so the crazy. Shit you put on the screen was fucking awful. You know what's nuts is that like a lot of these outlets and shit like originally when the trailer first dropped A lot of these outlets were like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, oh, look at this weird Sonic that's coming out. They said almost every article that I read was like that. And then afterwards, when the fans outcried and the director came out and was like, okay, we're going to change it. And we really appreciate you letting us know that you didn't like the design. We will fix this now. Then I saw like four or five outlets come out and be like, do fans have too much power after the certain Sonic shit? Like, what the fuck? Stop playing the fucking game. Stop playing that bullshit. Don't just do a fucking clickbait article to try to get somebody to click on shit because that's what that fucking is. Like half of these half of these outlets out there that I saw, you know, like day one, the people that were writing the articles like, man, Sonic doesn't look very good. He doesn't look anything like the original Sonic. And then afterwards, the same fucking outlet posts something as like... <laughs> I can't believe the fans made them go back and change their design. What happened to artistic fucking creation? Yeah, I, it, it, it's people like that are dumb. They're just it's so ridiculous. They have dude. no reason to be saying anything. No just reason be- or rhyme. But I will say the fucking <laughs> he looks horrible, bro. God, he looks so bad. Um, there was actually a um, there was a graphics designer that works for Insomniac Games that did a redesign. 
um, and like tagged um, Jeff Fowler in it, who's the director. Was like I fixed, you know, Sonic for you or whatever. Fowler did tweet out and say, "Thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. This is going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be." Hashtag Sonic movie. Hashtag gotta fix fast. So, <coughs> you know what's crazy to me though. <coughs> Sorry, guys. What's crazy to me is that Sega approved this. They had to have had like some say in the design of Sonic, and even if it was a small say, you would think Sega would be like, "That's Sonic." <laughs> at, least, at least they got the nose right, <laughs> bro. It was so bad. It was small eyes, weird legs. Yeah, it was just it was short legs with so, a long somebody, body. Somebody said he looks like a really tall baby mm-hmm. or something. I was like, <laughs> oh man! So I really hope they fix this, bro. What if they fix it and it's ten times worse? It's gonna be funny. As shit. That would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, dude, it just wasn't good. And if you didn't see it yet, don't worry about looking at it. You're saving yourself trouble. So. Um, this is super weird fucking news right here. I don't really know how to like take it, I guess. Uh, it's been officially announced that a new Intellivision game is coming or a new Intellivision console is coming. Um, and from the article that is quoted from Game Informer, it says Intellivision is making a new family friendly console. And it's, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I originally, I, one of the first consoles I ever played was an Intellivision. So, like, back in the day, like, the old, old Intellivision didn't have, like, the shit that you, like, the plastic shit that you shoved into the controller to change. Yes. It was the layout for the controls, right? Okay, so this is a dock system that has two, like, wannabe smartphone things with little doggles on them. What the fuck is that, bro? I, don't tell you, dog. I mean, I don't know, bro. Okay, so there's a new Intellivision console coming out. I'm not trying to hate or nothing, but it's been a long time since an Intellivision console has come out. And I mean, for real, like this this console looks like something that would have launched back in like '98. Yeah, it's or not- like 2003. Um, so I just I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, the screen is super small. Hopefully, it'll plug into the fucking TV or something. Uh, it says that the <coughs> that name, bro, Amico. The Amico launches North America, the United Kingdom, and Europe in October uh, on October tenth, twenty twenty, with an expected price of one hundred to forty nine to one hundred seventy nine dollars. Okay, <laughs> bro. This game is said it's reportedly that they're having remastered in television classics like Astro Smash, Star Strike, and B seventeen Bomber. Who the fuck is gonna know these games? Nobody. Like, Nobody. We'll know them barely. But I mean, like we barely played them. I played in the television whenever I was fucking super young. So the only reason why, <laughs> only reason why I knew I knew I even played it was because of uh, was because of the fact. Of the fucking Intellivision fell off the top of the TV and hit me in the face. <laughs> like, no joke. I think that's the reason why I have the problems I have. But 
Okay, so the reason why we're even talking about this is I'm like I'm excited and pissed at the same time. It's been officially announced that Earthworm Jim developers are reuniting to make a new game that is exclusive to this fucking console. Like what? I don't understand what the fuck is going on right now. Like it's been quoted on here. It says we have been talking about this about this moment for many years. Um and the CEO of Intellivision says it's a dream come true to finally get the entire team back together. We're looking forward to sharing a small part of our reunion and the initial uh, uh, design uh, with fans. So I don't know, bro. I don't. I don't. I really don't. I don't know what to say. There's nothing to say. <laughs> it's you're, you're making a old classic game for an old classic new boot. Of something that was brought back, like in the you know whatever time of time frame it was. I mean, come on, people, really? Well, this is this is what we're spending time and effort in the video game world doing. Okay, look, my thing it. is Tommy Talakar or whatever. He was the dude that was over, um, you know the the concert, the video game concerts and shit, video game live. Yeah. He's the guy that's over that. He was the original composer for Earthworm Jim. I mean, he is a fucking legend in the game. Oh, that's industry. awesome! Great, yeah. You know, so- he was also. He was a sound designer and now the president and CEO of Intellivision, uh, Intellivision of Entertainment is what the company is called. But Tommy, bro, I love you, dude. Like mad fucking respect for you. Bolt has got mad respect for you. Everybody in the industry has mad respect for you, bro. But I mean, and I understand like it doesn't make sense. I mean. I understand making it an exclusive, but please just do, if you're going to do that, just do it a timed exclusive. Yeah. Like, do it a couple of months and then release it on other consoles. Because Earthworm Jim is like, bro, I'm and I'm just being honest, dude. Like, unless they get, unless they have a press event, and I mean, the Intellivision Amico is just this fucking groundbreaking system, I'm not going to buy it. No one is. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just... It sucks, man. It really does. It does say at the bottom of this article that television isn't coming out until October 10th, 2020, but you don't have to wait too long to entertain yourself uh, to get your Earthworm Jim fix. The Sega Genesis Mini is hitting shelves September 9th, and it's one of the games that's included with it. So, Whatever. <coughs> I've played Earthworm Jim 1 and 2 like countless times. It's one of my favorite fucking series. It's a great game, but it's just like Boogerman. I mean, Boogerman was like a ridiculous game, ridiculous concept, but I fucking loved it. And I hated the fact that the Kickstarter failed um, and we didn't ever get an, a second one. Um, but that's the same thing with this game. I mean, it's going to come out on the television. I mean, for real, like how many people are going to go out and spend $149 and then probably like another 20 to 30 bucks for this game? 14 people. 14? <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. We don't want to hate on you, Tommy. We love you. We love Intellivision, but it's just, bro. I don't know. Bolt, you want to talk about this next topic? <laughs> what, sci-fi porn? Yeah. Sci-fi porn RPG subverse, uh, which features an imp with six testicles, raises over 1.5 million pounds. Uh, that's enough said. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about this, but that's enough said. Um... Apparently it's a, it's a tactical RPG. Um, 
Tactical. But, yeah, right? You know, the game, sure. the, the, the game lets, lets you pilot their own ship, uh, the Mary Celeste, uh, that's bursting with the sexiest and deadliest woofiest. Whatever the fuck that is. Um, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, why why all of the sexiness, you ask? Because yeah. you're a rebel fighting back against the, the perpetual oppressive douchebags who rule the, the fucking galaxy and pretty much hate anything sexy. So you're fighting against people who hate sexy, so you're going to have sex the whole time. Yeah, That's the game, guys. It, it really is. <laughs> and you have to go watch this trailer. It's crazy. It's by Studio Fow, um, and it is a. It's really is. It's a. It's an RPG that's all about sexiness, um, and it's like, it's a porn game. I mean, what it is? I mean, it's got like sexy ass characters on there. It's got these sexy devils. I mean, there's one there. I don't know what just happened right there, but this chick had her leg pulled up, and it looked pretty promiscuous. So. If you want to play the game when it comes out, I don't think there's a set release date. But you know what? Um, as a lot of people have said, it is coming out to PC. I don't know if it's going to come, come out to consoles. I don't think it will um, either. But um, a lot of people have said this, and I'm actually proud of the fact of it, is you know, a lot of there was a lot of people at first when this game was first announced that they weren't covering it because it was not a, like wholesome gaming. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But... Someone online made a perfect point and said, how is it okay for us to promote something like Call of Duty or The Last of Us or even Mortal Kombat that is very gory, bloody, but we can't promote something that is sexual? You know? It's just, it's one of those things that people, it's, it's taboo, basically. You know? It is a very taboo issue and i'm glad people were talking about it because i'm not gonna lie and i'm not just saying this in this guy standard or whatever like, i'm gonna buy this game like i'll Bust probably check this game out bro. some hoes bro yeah man um it looks crazy bro it looks crazy it looks interesting the the the, the visuals on it look um the visuals on it look fantastic uh and i don't know i'll support it Yes, sir. Are you going to support it, Bolts? Hey, if we can support Grand Theft Auto 3 of banging the hookers, getting health back, and getting out, and then beating the shit out of them, taking your money back, then we can support Subverse. I agree. <laughs> Subverse all the way, baby. That's, look, Subverse is probably, it's probably like safe sex. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> Subverse is the condom. Exactly. Um, all right, guys. So we're moving down into our music minute. Once we come back, we're going to talk about Platinum Games more sad news that has to do with Anthem. We're also going to talk about PlayStation 5, Call of Duty, and our top five Star Wars games right here on the Second Opinion Podcast.
All right, guys, we're back again, and man, I got some awesome news for you. First off, I want to give a big shout-out to Tech Industry for, for letting us use that music. You're fantastic, and we love you. Um, it has been officially announced that Platinum Games is planning on self-publishing their titles from here on out. Small studio Platinum Games is certainly taking on a large number of projects. Despite having a load of announced titles already on the pipeline, the Japanese developer has even more on their cards, uh, more cards up their sleeve. Studio head Atusha Iniba, I, I, I probably butchered that, has said that in the addition of currently working on unannounced titles, Platinum Games has two... or. Uh, Currently working on announced titles, Platinum Games has two unannounced projects in the works based on original IPs at the studios, and Platinum Games is also moving towards self-publishing their titles, which would be a major change from how it has operated in the past. This is fucking huge, and this article is also brought to you by PlayStationLifestyle.net, so make sure to check them out as well, Um, but bro... Self-publishing your fucking titles as such a small studio is a really big deal. It is. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of games from Platinum Games over the last few years with titles like Near uh, Automata, uh, also Bayonetta, um, and, of course, you know, one of my favorite games of all time, Metal Gear Revengeance. I know Bolt just is not a fan of Metal Gear, but anyways, um, what do you think about this? I mean, as no, I think it's I think it's awesome. As a, as a small company, small studio, getting out there and having your name, you know, having your name on your title, it's just it's just how it is, man. It's not having to worry about someone else like exactly, taking credit. Exactly, for exactly. You know, it's it's like near auto, um, auto, automata. That's what I call it, automata. Um, and then of course Bayonetta. I love Bayonetta. I really, 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 really did. And and Nier is is freaking phenomenal. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, as a small studio, getting your name out there, you know, being a pub- first, you know, first name publisher and stuff like that. It's that's really awesome. And and congratulations to them. The studio head did quote uh, or was quoted saying, "For us as creators, we want to get to the point where self-publishing allows us to own our own IP and do what we want with it, including making sequels. So the faster we can have the freedom uh, of creating our." games the way we want to create them the better we will be able uh to be creators here at the studio and that's very i mean for real that's like to the point exactly why i think a lot of studios uh should move into the self-creating or self-publishing aspect because we have seen in the past a lot of these studios have you know games that have been promised to be amazing have failed aka destiny um now bungie aka anthem <laughs> Anthem for sure, but anyways, Anthem. <laughs> Anthem's a piece of shit, y'all. Um, even even the developers are leaving Anthem. Oh, and we'll talk about. And that it's not even like, what six months old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, hello, sign. Here's your sign. Um, hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. <laughs> na 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 na. <laughs> No, 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 no. You're fucking ridiculous. Bro. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, 
but yeah, so like Bungie, you know, they they broke away from Activision and now are an independent developer, and they plan on publishing and releasing um, Destiny Three on their own and and Halo Six and hopefully, <laughs> fucking hey, that would be great, bro. It would be the best for the Halo. I know. Um, so. I don't know, man. I think that it would be a really cool thing to see more studios get to this point of doing this, but I just don't think it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying, Bolts? I do. How you feeling? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm refusing to get to a good topic, so I'm really, really excited. It has been officially announced. Anthem loses key development staff going forward. Michael Gamble, lead producer at Bioware, has confirmed in a tweet that he is no longer working on Anthem. Bye bye. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> it says, going forward, Ben Irving, lead producer on Anthem, and Chad Robertson, head of live services at Bioware, are the ones in, uh, to follow in his footsteps regarding the game's future development. Um, Mark Dara. Exclusive, exclusive producer on Anthem and Dragon Age also said we aren't working on Dragon Age 3 we aren't working on Dragon Age 5 but uh, I guess that's that so it's safe to say that Dragon Age 4 is what's next for Bioware um, and it was also rumored recently before this was announced that the studio has been officially moved away from Anthem is now focusing on Dragon Age 4. Um, but they quickly came out and said, no, that's wrong. You know, we have people that are going to be focusing on Anthem, but the main amount of the studio is going to be focusing on Dragon Age 4. So, cut your losses when you can. <laughs> cut your losses. Bolts is like, I hate saying it, but I was right. Once again. Once again. Down here in the Southern, we rats. So I mean, what do you think? What do you think they should do, bro? Do you think that they should just be like, "Listen, you know, we're going to support the online service and we're going to release the DLC," but I mean, we don't have any big like ten-year plan for this. Damn right, that's it. I mean, and, and that's the truth. Anthem, Anthem was a, uh, um, I, I, Anthem was a let, the letdown for the moment it was announced. I don't care what the fuck anybody <coughs> says, and I'll fight you to the fucking tooth and nail about it. It was. It absolutely was. It was not what, in my opinion, it's not what Bioware fans wanted. Um, after you know, and and I will go back to this day one and day and after the atrocity of what Mass Effect Andromeda was, and then you come out and you put out Anthem and, and the atrocity that Anthem is and has become and will only be. You, you you better put all if 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 Dragon Age Four is the next thing you're working on, that motherfucker <coughs> that motherfucker better be at the peak. Of the best. Yeah, I really hope. Because um, if you do three games in a row that are subpar, you will lose everybody. I'm telling you, dude. Uh, I hope the best for I hope the best for um, Bioware. Who I are really you telling? Do. Mass Effect? Mass Effect 2? Mass Effect 3? I don't care about Mass Effect, bro. I know you don't. Because <laughs> you have, you have, you no, have no soul. You have, you have souls. No. No, I'm, I'm excited about Mass Effect. But I just hope. I mean, bro, I was let down, dude. Like, you know, you and me kind of had the veil pull over our face about Mass Effect Andromeda. You know what I'm saying? Like, you and me both were excited about it. We saw, we saw the gameplay and was amazed by it. I was like, oh, and, fucking but, shit. And now, now, people, listen, listen. This this is coming from me, Bolts, the Mass Effect guy, the guru, the book reader, the, the, the comic book reader, all the backstory reader. This is this guy. Mass Effect Andromeda, the gameplay and the visual aspect of this game was on top notch. The compact 
the combat was on top notch. Everything else about that game was a fucking joke. The story was ridiculous. The characters were in, I don't even get it. The the uh, you know we we, we travel we travel six hundred and fifty four light years away from the Milky Way galaxy, and we find two new species. That's like we need to we need to make you a shirt because I think we've said that on the podcast like four times. And that's travel f- how many six hundred fifty four light years away from six hundred and fifty four during the Reaper attack for crying out loud, people! And we find two new subspecies, or that's all they are subspecies because one species is just taking over another species. Oh so it's God. just like inbred shit going on, bro. <laughs> it's the Alabama of the solar system. <laughs> It's fucking stupid. <laughs> oh my god! Bro. You, you, we are the inborn demon, the race of all, and you're just the Angara that you've injected some slime in. That's oh all the fuck god, you are right bro. now. Anyways, go ahead. I love you so much, man. Shit. Um, but I agree, bro. I mean, like I said, we had the veil pulled over our face, and it was just, you know, we were excited, we were blinded. Okay, but now, now we, I'm, we're getting talk about. Okay, back to Anthem being a shit box. Okay? Yeah, yeah. It's it's I mean that's just how it is. It was the lackluster of 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 stuff for your javelins. Um just stuff coming out for it has just been on the shits. Yeah. You know, people are looking for so much, you know, the uh, uh pe- people are, are talking about the, the the ridiculous grind that you got to do, the, the the like I said the lack of armor sets for players and their javelins. Um the game it, it just hasn't provided the long-term experience that the, you know we that the that the people who wanted to play Anthem are getting, and it's just it's a shit box. And yeah. Bioware, you are you're disappointing me on every step of right now. And 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 you are you are by far one of my top companies. Uh, you know, not to the Old Republic, to Mass Effect, to, to even the, the the first two Dragon Age, which I, I wasn't a big fan on, but they were they were they had great stories. And it's just you're. What the fuck happened, people? What the fuck happened? I don't know. You're running your name through the dirt, and and and, and you're putting out subpar shit that you think is great. And 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 didn't we talk about they made Anthem like 18 months? Yeah, bro. It was like it get was get the fuck out of like here. They man. produced it and oh. came up with the idea of it for quite some time, and then out of nowhere they were like, oh, "Hey, we have Anthem. It's ready to go." Yeah, no, it's let's not. get it ready. So. Yeah, I don't understand that. I really well, don't. Well, whoever's leaving to go work on new stuff, do it right, please. Mr. Key developer leaving this working <laughs> on something else. Please do it right. Do something right. Um. All right, so in other news, also quoted by PlayStationLifestyle.net. Make sure to check them out. Yeah. AMD CEO says PlayStation 5 will have a special sauce. I, and I will say this before we start into this. If, if, if anybody plays P, plays games on PCs or anything in the video game world, you know AMD processors are where it's at. Yeah. They are the top of... They, they, they run the top of the line gaming processor for anything. It's not Intel. It's not whatever the... It's, I mean, it's only Intel or AMD, really. Yeah. But AMD is where it's at. Yeah. And if they're... And like, like, like they're saying, if the AMD processor is going into this PlayStation 5... I'm really excited about the PlayStation 5. I am too, man. Uh, the processing power alone with the a- what <laughs> AMD brings, I'm excited for. It does say, quoted right here, it says, During an interview of, uh, with CNBC, AMD CEO Lise Sue 
discuss some of what the company is planning on with working on the PlayStation 5 and Sony. If you're unaware, AMD is a company building the computer chip for Sony's next console and says that it is something very special. He was also uh, they were also quoted saying what we have done with Sony is really architect uh, is a real is a really architect something what what does that say? It says what we have done with Sony is really architect something for their application yes. for their special sauce. It's a great honor for us. We're really excited about what the next gen PlayStation will do. I'm telling you, I can't read. And that and that's the anything. fucking truth. It it absolutely is. The the power that they have talked about putting into this system, I it, it gives me goosebumps. And and l- let me tell you something. I will buy the next gen my, uh, Microsoft Xbox. Me too. Yeah. That's what I will do. Yes, I will as um, well. And, and and I will probably eventually buy buy a PS5. But I mean, it's just look. This is what we know about the PS5 so far. It's an AMD chip with a CPU from the third generation Ryzen. Really? Yeah. The CPU is based on the third generation AMD's Ryzen line that contains eight cores of the company's new 7NM Zen 2 micro architecture, according to wired the, you know the, the 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 wired interview. I mean, there's there's this 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 AMD processor alone is just really going to be amazing. It's hard not to get excited about it because it's just like what you said. This is shit they put in top flight PCs, bro. Yeah, bro. He says in that quote, he says, what we've done with Sony is really architect something for their application for their special sauce and it's a great honor for us. We are really excited for the next generation of what PlayStation will do. And the funny thing about this is if AMD is working with Sony, then who the fuck is working with Microsoft? Because AMD is not going to put both processing powers in both systems. Because yeah. I guarantee the contract between Sony and AMD, you work with us and only us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how Sony so, rolls. You well, know? well, that's just that. I mean, that's just the way it is. So if this is what Sony's doing and Microsoft claims that it will be the most powerful gaming console, what the fuck do they got going on? <laughs> right. It's like we've been working with the United States government. Exactly. And, uh, the you the know, R&D section bro, of Area they, 51. Oh, my God. They come out. They're like, um, we got this new thing. It's pretty crazy. I don't think any console's ever done it. Cell broadband processor. I'm like, <laughs> no. What's wasn't the, that in no, the PlayStation no, no, 3? No, bro. No, bro. What's going to be the Microsoft Xbox is going to be the AllSpark from Cybertron. <laughs> It's like, here's our new presenter, the CEO of Cybertron, <laughs> Optimus Prime. He comes out, he's like, this is the AllSpark. <laughs> it will run every Xbox on the glue. That's about the only thing that's going to be able to, to compete. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have no idea oh what Oh, my Microsoft God, the fucking AllSpark. But back to Sony, doing your thing with AMD. I'm, cool, man. I, I got nothing but, but awesome. That's yeah, awesome for you it's all. fucking exciting. It's very exciting. So, um. Also, another article sourced from PlayStationLifestyle.net. Make sure to check them out. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 seems all but confirmed. Um, There is a very big possibility that this is for sure coming our way. Um, It has already been um, teased and rated on the PEGI which is the European rating board system that Modern Warfare 2 Remastered was going to be coming with a Modern Warfare Call of Duty title. Um, also on Twitter, uh, Bowling, a former Call of Duty creative strategist for Infinity Ward, uh, did say uh, uh, some guy on Twitter <laughs> said, buy some brown pants. That's fucking hilarious." He said, "I will shit myself if Modern War uh, or if it if the new Call of Duty is Modern Warfare." And then Robert Bowling said, you better buy some brown pants. So there's a very, very big possibility that Modern Warfare is coming back. 
It was also uh, previously stated that a lot of Activision um, developers are... They had stated that they are... This is the most excited they've been for a Call of Duty game in a really long time. I'm excited for it because you go... (laughs) Because if if, if this... If this... if, if, if if MW4 is what it's going is supposed to be, you're going back to the roots of what made Call of Duty fucking great. And what did we love about World War II? It went back to what was great about Call uh, absolutely, of Duty. Yeah, absolutely. It's I just, mean, you and me fucking played the dog shit out of Call of Duty World War II. Yes, we did. I mean, and, and, fuck. And, and I'll tell you, you know, you got you go from MW to two to three, and if you somehow you, you're going to have to continue the story, of course. You, I know I don't know where they're going to go with it, how they're going to stretch it, so on and so forth. But MW four, if if you're going back to the roots of what made Call of Duty what it is now, then fucking really excited. And you know what's crazy is no and joke. Bring back bare bones. Yes, I agree. Totally no, agree. No kill streaks. Just yeah. shoot your gun and yep. fucking. That's it. Yeah, they should. Uh, they should at least have a mode for it. Oh, I missed that so yeah. much. Um, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. I haven't. I haven't played Black Ops Four. Oh, in I got rid of mine. Months, bro. yeah, dude. I, you know, well, you know, I buy everything digital. I know. I know. That's the one thing I'm excited about the PlayStation Five, bro. I'd be so fucking pissed if they're like physical PS4 games are backwards compatible, digital or not. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm going Xbox. <laughs> Fuck you, Sony and um, your AMD glorious. <laughs> right. Um, so I haven't I haven't played Black Ops in weeks. I mean, fucking for real, dude. Like serious weeks. And um, I just I don't know why. I mean, I I, I really love the game, but I just I've got other games that I'd rather play. You know what I'm saying? No, I absolutely I absolutely agree. It's so just... it's a sad thing. So real quick, we're going to take it a second music minute. And once we come back, we're going to talk about our top five Star Wars games of all time. Right here on the Second Opinion Podcast. Thank you. 
All right, guys. So we're here with our top five Star Wars. And Sleb's going first. Oh, am I really? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I always go first, you dick. Whatever. All right. So my number five, Star Wars Episode One Racer. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man, Star Wars Episode One Racer was fantastic. I played it on the N sixty four. I thought it was fantastic. It was a really fun game. It was stressful as shit. The pod racing game was just crazy. I mean, it was all over the place, but I really loved it. And, of course, because I was just, you know, like following the crowd, I only played with Anakin Skywalker. Like, I never played with anyone else. And if I did, I always sucked. I mean, I was fucking horrendous. I mean, I was so, so bad. So, I always played with Anakin Skywalker in that game, but Star Wars Episode One Racer was Phenomenal. The arcade version was really, really fun. Yeah, like, but you, you know the console version was so different. But the, the was, arcade yeah. version was fantastic. Yeah, you had the big oh, ass yeah, pod. Bro. You're it was in. so cool. But man. yes, yes, the console version was a little, little whack. Yeah. So, um, number four, Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Um, <laughs> fuck you, bolts. I hate fucking Lego games. No, bro. No, you know how me and Darren love Lego games. The Force Awakens was a great game, dude. The comedy, the graphics, the just gameplay in general. I mean, I loved it. And it could have just been wrapped up in the hype of Force Awakens. But I really loved that game. And Dara platinumed it really quickly. Like, she, there's been like three Lego games that she's like, I'll come back. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm still playing Lego. I'm like... You're fucking psycho. It's been 73 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, but I really honestly, dude, I, I fucking loved, um, force awakened. I thought it was a, a really fun game and, uh, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, number, <laughs> whatever the fuck. I don't even remember a number. Number three, star Wars battlefront two on the PS4, not the original, I don't even <laughs> talk to you right now, bro. Hey, listen, bro. Listen. Hey, let, let me tell y'all something. Before we do this, I'm looking at his list. This will be the first time of our list that we have nothing. Completely different games. Nothing the same on our okay. list. I, I know two of the games that I'm pretty sure I know two games that you have on your list. I'm almost certain. <laughs> so, anyway, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PS4. I love the original Star Wars Battlefront series. I really did, dude. But one thing that I could never really get into, and it's so fucking stupid, but like I didn't like the visuals. I didn't like how the game looked. Um, I don't know why. And I mean that, like for the time being, the graphics were great. But I just there's something about the game. It's kind of off to me for some reason. Star Wars Battlefront Two from EA and Dice. Yes, it's had a troubled. It's had a troubled release. But it has a better release than the original, or better release than Star Wars Battlefront 1 that came out in 2015. And, bro, they did right by the fans. They came out with the Clone Wars. They also just launched Anakin Skywalker for the game. And I'm telling you, I mean, it is breathtaking. Such a beautiful game, dude. Oh, my God, bro. I could walk around in that fucking game and just look at the Star Wars universe. The... The detail in the levels is just something that just gets me, and it's really hard for me not to put it on the list just because of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really fucking did amazing with the Frostbite engine in this game, even though I've heard the Frostbite engine is fucking horrible to use. It really is. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have been I have been completely disappointed with the EA. Yeah, that, that I mean, you know, but it just looks fantastic, and I've just I've really enjoyed my time with that game. So I haven't played a lot of it recently, but the times that I did, I loved it. Um, number two. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, the movie-based video game. Played it on the PS2. I was in love with this game, bro. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was just, oh, Jesus Christ, dude. The gameplay, the story, the music, the, the scene, being able to play the scenes that we saw in Revenge of the Sith of Obi-Wan versus... Darth Vader for the first time. It's fucking epic, bro. It was so awesome. I loved every minute of it. Moving on from that, my number one, Super fucking Star Wars on the Super Nintendo. Holy shit, was this game hard. I loved it. I didn't even realize at the time that I was playing this that there was like, you know, Empire Strikes Back and all that shit was going to be coming out. Eventually, me and my brother played that, Revenge of Sith. But... Or, uh, I'm sorry, Return of the Jedi. Um, but Super Star Wars on the Super Nintendo was just something that me and my brother were just obsessed over. Yeah. We really would, like, I would sit down, you would try to play as, as long as you can. If you died three times, you had to hand the controller over. So, it was a great experience, great game. Lucas Games, I love you and I miss you. Bolts, completely different list. Let's hear it. All right. First and foremost... It's the very first Star Wars game I ever, I honestly ever played. It was on the PC. It was Star Wars Dark Forces. Ah, Dark Forces. First person shooter. It was just one of those things that you played and you were just in shock and awe for what it was at the time. Um, it uh, it uses the um, it used the Jedi game engine, which is which was developed specifically for that game. Um, it was just it was just one of those games that you played and you played and the story somewhat was pretty decent. Um, you're this mercenary working on um, the behalf of the Rebel Alliance um, and you were sent to discover the the Dark Trooper project, which was which was being developed by the Empire. And uh, and the Dark Trooper project was supposed to be these new battle droids and power arm stormtroopers that they were going to use. But it was just it was just one of those things when you were young. It was made back in '95, people. I mean, come on. But for what it was back in '95, it was really, really, really good. Um, my number four is Star Wars: Force Unleashed. Now, this game right here, I I, I really feel that this is like the the first time you can you're able to really use the Force to your disposal to whatever you wanted. You could pull. Pull, push, fly, fall, whatever you want to do. Um, um, I, I, I love the story about you know being Darth Vader's apprentice um, on the side that <coughs> nobody knew about. He was just doing shit behind the you know. It was just it was really good. Well, let me let me say this yeah. real quick. I think that Force Unleashed was uh, a, an amazing game, and it and if I had a six spot, it would probably be closer to my number one. Because mm-hmm. I loved the game. But, you know, just comparing it to other games that I've played in the series. Because I even played Jedi Starfighter. And I thought Jedi Starfighter was a fucking amazing game. But, you know, Force Unleashed was a great fucking game. And I will totally agree with you on that. So, that's my number three. I thought they did everything right. E- even from the, from that first opening scene. Whenever uh, you're playing as Darth Vader and you're, you're, you're fighting the Wookiees. 
And, oh, bro. And, and then you walk in <laughs> and you find the little star killer on the ground and Darth yeah. Vader takes him as his apprentice. It's just, it's awesome. I loved it. Uh, the f- first Star Wars uh, uh, Force Unleashed was amazing. The second one was a joke. But that's that's hearsay or nearsay. Bro, it was so crazy with the second one because everyone was so fucking hyped for it. Yes. I yes, remember that yes. original demo that they showcased to where he like jumped down and like hit the ground and that fucking glass and everything broke around him. They're like, this is all in-game gameplay. And I was like, what? That looks sick as shit. And it was not good. Mm-mm-mm. Clone upon clone upon clone. That's it. Number three. Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Oh man! If you have, if you, we're we're quickly getting into my type of games. Um, Jedi Academy was uh, it was powered by the Quake Three engine, um, which was which which made it run so good. Um, It was on the PC and of course on the Xbox, but of course it ran so awesome on the PC. Um, You know, you were just. It's it just, was such a good yeah, game. If, it, it's so hard to explain these games, especially these Star Wars games that I'm talking about, because they're so in depth. There's so much into them, and there's so much to do. There's so much, and it's just one of those things that you have and need to play. Um, you know, this one you you, you take you take control of, of of a character, Jaden Core. He's a student at the academy under the tutelage of uh, Kyle Cutron. The player must complete various missions and assignments and stuff like that. Uh, by Contron and also by Luke Skywalker. Uh, it uses multiplayer mode and allows players to play against each other over, you know, it's stuff like that. There's just, there's so much fun into this game. And, and I, I enjoyed everything about it. It was like 9 out of 10 everywhere you went. It was one of those things that you just, you need to play. And it was it was developed by Raven Software, Activision, stuff like that. It was just oh, It so was good. a great fucking game. It was. Uh, number two. Uh, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. That's your number two? It is my number two. Oh, what the fuck is your number one? I am not a big fan of... What's, what can I say? Like MMORPGs? Yeah. It, m- most people most people will... I, I, I'm not an MMORPG by any means. and That's a, that's a massive multiplayer online uh, or, uh, role-playing game. Um, but the Knights of the Old Republic is... Uh, it's almost everything that you want, you know. You get a Star Wars character, you go and you develop them, and then you go and you fight. It's just, it it, it came back in '03. If you get a chance, you definitely need to play it. Like I said, it's one it's one of those you know thousand <laughs> thousand games that you need to play before you die. You know, it's man, it's just so hard to describe th- these big games yeah. that, that because well, because so, so you're probably sitting there thinking like these people should know. They should know. You know, when I say Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, I should end my discussion right there. Yeah. And everybody should be like, okay, well, like Star Wars and Knights of the Old Republic, even though I didn't play it, it it has one of the best storylines of any Star Wars game out there. And even cutting to the point of a movie. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, it's it's like this. I'll give you a brief description. For those who have not played this and listening to this, I don't know how you're listening to this podcast without playing these games. <laughs> uh, the story of the Knights of the Old Republic takes this because this takes four thousand years before the formation of the Empire, where uh, 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 Darth Malak, a Darth Lord and Sith, has unleashed a Sith Armada against the Republic. Uh, you play as a character, as a Jedi. You know, of course, you you, you build yourself up. Boom. You, you know, you can choose from three character classic. Uh, classes, you customize it, 
uh, engage in round-based combat against enemies through interacting with other characters. You know, the alignments, it, it just, it's so, it was just where it was at, man. Yeah. You, you, you get a Jedi, you build them up, and you go fight the, you know, the, the, the Siths. And that's exactly what it was. And it was just fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, my number one. Knights, Knights of the Old Republic 2. What? The Sith Lords. Uh, now, this 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 also got a great score. It got a nine out of ten and all that jazz. It came back. Uh, it came out, I believe, in 04, 05. It came out in 04, December, December six of 04. Um, this was more about fighting the big guys. You know, there the and and the and Knights of the uh, Republic two was supposed to have the biggest and baddest. Darth of them all in there. Um, what is I, if you? If, I can't remember his name for the life of me. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if if you, if you play this game, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. So, but it was one of those games that you played, and it, it j- just like the predecessor before, Knights of the Republic, first one, the Jedi Academy. It's also these are my types of games. You, you you get a character, you go you go play into the Star Wars universe, and you just. You, you 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 kill the empire and it's great. It's yeah. just fucking great. Yeah, I I have no other words besides it was is I love it was it. amazing. It was. Um. All right. So uh, that is our list of Star Wars games to celebrate May fourth or May the fourth be with you and Revenge, Revenge of, of the, the fifth. fifth. So love you guys very much. Um, thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. Um, and next week we will be back on our normal schedule. We'll have a great episode for yeah, you guys. We'll probably do it Tuesday or something. Good uh, <laughs> <laughs> posted on Tuesday. You're like, what the fuck? Um, so uh, we got a really great episode for you guys coming up this week, and we're going to be pumping out some more content hopefully soon. Grilling and Chilling episode 10 is hopefully coming this afternoon uh, along with this episode of the podcast. So definitely make sure to check us out at cinelinks.com or head on over to youtube.com forward slash second opinion podcast. Check us out there for more video content. I love you guys very much. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Peace.